Hello and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 9. Thanks for being here. Well, what's new in the world today? As this episode drops, it is Sunday, March 20th, 2016, and we are just five days out from the premiere of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Woohoo! DC has a big franchisee type movie coming out after what 90 years of Marvel movies really at this point DC trying to outdo Marvel at the box office is a little like Rubio trying to outdo Trump but I have high hopes I really like the Avengers movies and Iron Man and Spider-Man and all that the first 40 or 50 of them I'm kind of getting over it now but as a kid I uh, I was a DC guy Batman and Superman were my guys, much more than the Avengers or Spider-Man or any of those guys. Part of me, honestly, still sees Batman and Superman as I saw them when I was four or five watching the Super Friends. The incarnations were all the superheroes get along. They fight the bad guys, not each other. Although really, in fairness, they didn't fight the bad guys a whole lot either. They just mostly ran around fighting at each other until finally the bad guys would say something to the effect of, Oh, you darn super friends and then the super friends would laugh and that would be the end of the episode and i would go get some count chocula the avengers movies that we've been getting lately are really intense lots of action and pseudo drama but ultimately there's a lot of banter and they end up just kind of being light cartoony romps that mix of the light banter and the intense action works really well dc's batman and superman movies in contrast have been pretty dark this new one looks super Pun fully intended. Dark, however. So we'll see. I hope the fun is a light, engrossing popcorn movie, but I suspect it will end up being some sort of cape-wrapped meditation on the soul, or something. But we'll see. So this week, in honor of Batman vs. Superman coming out, I thought we would take a look at the 1979 Atari adaptation of Superman. Aside from being timely, this game is a good one to do for a podcast like this because it's the first one we looked at on the show about stories within the games that actually plays out like a full story. The game literally has a beginning, a middle, and an end. More on that later. When I was a kid, I saved up my allowance money because I wanted this game. I saw it in the Target ad some Sunday, and that was the game for me. So I saved up my money, Dad drove me to Target, I went and found the video game aisle, and they were all sold out. This was back in the dinosaur times, and there was no internet to order from. So I went to the customer service counter and got a rain check. Two weeks later, my game had arrived. I got it, I brought it home, I plugged it in, and man, was it boring as heck. Spoilers, this is not a great game. Not that you'd know this from the game description, as I'm looking at my official paper copy of the Superman game program instructions with a really awesome 1970s version Superman drawn on the cover. I open it up and the game description tells me you are Superman! Receiving a tip on a bomb scare, you rush to the Metropolis waterfront, dropping into a nearby phone booth. Kids, if you don't know what a phone booth is, ask your parents. You change into Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet, and continue east, right, toward the Metropolis Memorial Bridge. As you approach the bridge, it explodes! Lex Luthor, arch-enemy of Superman, is seen leaving in a helipack. Some of the Lex Luthor henchmen rush from the scene. A helicopter flies by carrying Lois Lane. 
Is she in trouble? Or has she hired the helicopter to scoop the story? Hold up. When you look at the game, the helicopter is carrying Lois, quote-unquote, by dangling her on the underside of the helicopter. I'm pretty sure Lois didn't hire them. If she did, she should have paid a little extra for her seat inside. Anyway, while this is all going on, another crook, another henchman, sneaks away. This is a job for Superman. You rush back to the phone booth and emerge as the Man of Steel, which pretty much just means you wear your underwear on the outside. Up, up, and away! You fly to capture Lex Luthor and his gang, but beware! Lex Luthor has released three kryptonite satellites that will seek you out. If any touch you, you become weak. You will lose your ability to fly and to capture and hold on to things. Only a touch from Lois Lane will revive you. <laughs> the destroyed Metropolis Memorial Bridge is important to the economy of the city. Besides catching Lex Luthor and his gang, you must find the three pieces of the bridge and rebuild it. The helicopter may try to help, but more than likely it will be a hindrance. Sometimes even removing parts of the bridge that you have put into place. <sighs> Never liked helicopters. Other times it is a definite ally by snatching away the kryptonite satellite that Lex Luthor may be hiding behind. Yeah, when I play this game, mostly what I've observed is that the helicopter just gets in the way. After putting Lux Luthor and his gang behind bars and rebuilding the bridge, you return to the phone booth and change back to Clark Kent. Then you catch a subway to the Daily Planet and turn in your story. Wow, that sounds awesome. Just that description alone has more action in it than any of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies did. Before you write me angry emails, I loved the Superman Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve Superman movies as a kid. I saw them all. I devoured them, so leave me alone. The object of this game is to put all the crooks behind bars, rebuild the bridge, change back into Clark Kent, and go to the Daily Planet Shores Mountain. There's a timer at the top of the playfield that is incremented in minutes and seconds. It will start when you move the joystick after depressing either Game Reset or Game Select, and stops when Clark Kent enters the Daily Planet. I don't know why this is. I'm not sure what the point of the timer is, but they're right. It's there, and it kind of is annoying as you're trying to save Metropolis. There's some talk in the manual about there being a room inside the Daily Planet that you can enter by passing through the doorway of the building. The room is just basically a blue room with two white squares. Or maybe it was a white room with two blue squares. I don't know. But it really doesn't look any different than the quote-unquote subway. Just the only thing here is if you bring Lois in here, she tends to stay. Unless the helicopter goes by outside, and then she runs outside to see what's going on. So, that sounds like a non-stop action thrill ride. That's a game we gotta play, isn't it? If you're 10 years old, and you love superheroes. But is that what the game's really like? Is it a comic book come to life? Let's check out the gameplay and find out. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's a podcaster! Able to leap short breaks in a single bound. Looks hot in spandex. Bet you wish the show was on a YouTube channel, don't ya? Yeah. Roll the thing. Okay, well it took a while, but I finally found a phone booth. I stepped in, I put on my cape, I switched my underwear to the outside of my pants, so I am ready to fulfill my destiny as the next Superman. Alright, Metropolis, here I come. Better run, Luther. Alright, I changed into my Clark Kent garb, walking along the streets of Metropolis. Oh no, the bridge blew up! Oh, that Lex Luthor, there he goes on his jetpack. Quick, I have to go back to this other stream, down the block, and... Oh, now I'm Superman. Up, up, and away! There's a lot of skyline here, but... 
really hard to know where you're at. There's the jail with the, uh, the little door with the bars. There's a piece of the bridge. I'll grab that. Take it back to the bomb site. Yeah, this isn't tedious at all. I don't want to go on the subway right now. Drop that off. Up, up, and away. Oh, where'd I go? And then if you happen to get too close to the top of the screen, you fly to a level up. And then you get totally lost. I don't think I like that part. Grab me a henchman. You don't go to jail, buddy. Oop, watch out for the kryptonite bomb. With the daily planet. The timer up at the top of the screen is sort of ominous, but... Ah, you're in jail, but... Hey, helicopter, let go of Lois Lane. Oh, piece of bridge. Oh! Oh! Wait, I ran right into that thing. I didn't the kryptonite get me. Ha! Wow, these guys are relentless. I think I have it on the A setting, which means the kryptonite and the bad guys move faster. Alright, there's two pieces of the bridge. Ha! You saw you'd get me, didn't you? Curse you, you Luther! Oh, I had him. Oh. I got that bad guy. He's jailed. That's a weird sort of cow noise. Is that the noise you make when you go to jail? I've never been in jail. No. Little window in my life. I've never been incarcerated. Hey, helicopter thing, not bad. Oh, Lois. Now I grope Lois. That's a little weird. When you get zapped with the kryptonite, the only thing that will save you is to uh, go manhandle Lois. Wow, I'm getting tired. Alright, that's all three pieces of the bridge. The bridge is reassembled. Traffic, which is actually non existent, can flow freely now. Hey, I got Luther. Hot diggity. Pretty sure Superman never said hot diggity. He definitely won't be saying things like that in Batman or Superman. See you, Luther? I fixed your bridge. Ha! Luther's jailed. Ha! You thought you'd get away from me, didn't you? Little purple suit guy. Two more guys. Phew. Something weird with the skyline, man. Sometimes it's purple, sometimes it's red. Forget bridges. That should be your st front page story, Daily Planet. Lois, I don't have time right now. Let go. Alright, we're at four minutes now. I'm going to edit some of this before I publish the, this episode. Alright, one more guy. I'm in the... Ah, hey! That was lucky. I went, now I went, oops, I went up. So now I'm totally lost. Alright, last guy. We're in the home stretch now. Using my x-ray vision. Not there yet. The x-ray vision's kind of pointless. Oh. Because 
you can only see to the next screen, and you'll be there before you even really realize what your X-ray vision is showing you. Boom! All the baddies are jailed, the bridge is restored. I just gotta go change in my Clark Kent suit. Boom! Now I'm boring old Clark Kent again. My underwear on the inside. If I'm wearing underwear. That was subway entrance number one. Hi Lois! And that's the game. Civilization has been saved once again. I'm exhausted. Back to you in the studio. Alright, I'm back in the studio. I have neatly folded and put away my cape, and I am ready to talk about this game. So, remember those writing and literature classes you took in school, or maybe in college? Classes that told you that there are five basic elements of a plot or a story. As a writer, myself, I'm super stoked that this week's game on a show where we analyze the story within the game actually has a story within the game. And that story fits, if you squint and don't look too closely, onto the five elements of a story chart. Yahoo! I think I just peed a little. Anyway, let's break it down. Story starts with the introduction or exposition part. This is where they give you the setup. Game opens, Superman hovering over Metropolis. He drops down, he turns into Clark Kent. He walks to the bridge, the memorial bridge in Metropolis. Lois Lane is around, Lex Luthor shows up. His henchmen are there. There's your setting. You know what the thing is. Next part of the story elements, the rising action. The bridge explodes. Luther zooms away on his helipack. Clark runs back to the phone booth to change into Superman. Again, kids, ask your parents to tell you what a phone booth is. The chase is on. Zooming over Metropolis, the Metropolis skyline. And down into the subways and into the Daily Planet. You snatch up Luther and each of his men one by one and fly them to jail where they make some sort of weird cow-like noise. I don't know what they're doing to him in Metropolis jail. All I know is I don't ever want to get arrested in Metropolis. Occasionally you pause to fondle Lois. I, I mean, pick her up and fly her around for no apparent reason. All the while, you're dodging kryptonite satellites that ground you. And then we get to the climax of the game. This one's a little harder. The climax in this game which in a story is supposed to be the, the high point of the action. I guess in this game, that's when you've put everybody in jail, maybe? The thing with this one is, once the, the, the scene where the bridge blows up is actually pretty cool as Atari games go. Because it just kind of happens as you're standing there. You don't actually push the red button on the controller or anything. It just happens. And it looks kind of cool by Atari graphics standards. But after that, not a whole lot happens. People fly around. The henchmen trying to walk around a little bit, but no one actually is trying to interfere with you except the kryptonite, and it's relatively easy to avoid. So I guess the climax in this game is you've gotten everybody jailed. There isn't even a thing where, like, you get all the henchmen who are guarding Luther, and then finally it's just you versus Luther mano a mano, and there's this big showdown. There's not even that. Luther might be the first one you catch and put in jail. So climax for our analysis here is sort of in quotes. Once the climax in a story happens, then you have the falling action. All that stuff that comes afterwards. I guess in this game the falling action would be gathering up the pieces of the bridge. Although again, that doesn't entirely work because as the game goes, you might get the bridge finished first before you catch any or all of the henchmen. Or you might catch everybody first and then do the bridge. But I, I guess 
relatively catching the bad guys is the more exciting the rising action part and then the falling action where things are kind of being resolved it's you putting the bridge back together the final element in a story is the resolution or fancy word here denouement the bridge reassembles itself it actually does you once you arrive on screen with that third piece it just magically reassembles itself superman goes back to his phone booth turns back into clark kent then you walk back to the bridge back to the screen with the bridge keep going you walk through one subway entrance and then you walk through a second subway entrance for some reason and then you get that chime and the game is over on to the next adventure going to kick the crap out of batman or something game over the end i wanted to like this game as a kid but honestly it's kind of boring the action is pretty tedious as i've described the timer at the top of the screen does nothing for you except to remind you how much time you've wasted playing on this dull game. The bad guys don't do anything except walk around. Depending on what setting you have the controller, they might walk a little faster, but that's about it. They're not trying to attack you. They're not blowing up other bridges. They're just sort of wandering around. And you're left to fly from one screen to another, back and forth, up and down. Each screen is slightly different color sky which really should be the Daily Planet's focus, because that's pretty weird. But it's very easy to get lost. There's no on-screen map. There's no logic to how the metropolis uh, downtown area is set up. You're just sort of having to remember what things are next to, sort of, and hope for the best. The subway screens especially look all alike, so you don't know where the heck you are. When you're in the subway. This is one of those times in Atari when you only know you're in the subway because the manual told you that's where you're at. There's nothing in there that makes you think subway. Having to walk to the bridge, having to turn into Clark Kent, walk to the next screen where the bridge is, then go back to the previous screen to turn into Superman is super tedious. After having to end the game by going back, turning into Clark Kent, I can see, but then having to walk Clark through two subway exits, entrances, before the game will end is the part I don't get. Ultimately, this game is just super boring. I guess if you're going to be boring in a superhero game, you want to be super boring. But it is Superman, and you're playing him, so there's that. And for our podcast, we can be happy because we do get more or less a whole story. This is more than an Atari bite. It's a whole Atari adventure with a start and a finish. That's something more than simply running out of lives. Most of our stories on this podcast end with, well, I used my last life, so the game was over. This one actually has an ending. You save the day. I guess we can appreciate that. So in conclusion, the gameplay for Superman? Meh. The storytime adventure? Maybe not a Marvel romp and definitely not DC Dark. And no one would ever confuse this game with the interactive movies that video games they make today are. But for Atari? For a story-based game? This is pretty good. But really, would you expect anything less from the Man of Steel? So that's our show. But before we go, hey, someone just walked in. Hi, friend of the show, Bill Kendrick from the XEGS podcast. Are you here to tell us about the Atari party happening in California this summer? Well, I'll just get out of your way and let you do that. Hey, Bill. It's Bill Kendrick from the XCGS Cart by Cart podcast. I want to let you and your listeners know that I'm hosting my 8th annual Atari party this summer out here in Davis, California. 
that's near Sacramento and not far from the San Francisco Bay Area and Silicon Valley. It's free and will undoubtedly have at least one Atari 2600 set up. It's a one-day event on Saturday, July 30th. Visit newbreedsoftware.com slash Atari Party for more info. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. I'd also like to thank Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for the use of his songs, Take a Chance, Reformat, and Pinball Sprint. You can find Atari Bytes on TuneIn, Stitcher, and iTunes, where you should leave a review to help others find the show. Email me your thoughts about Superman or about any of the other games we've reviewed, or if you just want to say hi, you can do that. You can email me at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. You can also check out our website at ataribytes.libsyn.com. You can like the show on Facebook, or you can find us on Twitter at ataribytes. Follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. As always, remember, Bytes in Atari Bytes is spelled B-Y-T-E-S. And until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.